0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm your host, Dave C. And you're listening to Never Isolated, a show hosted here on TalkShoe. And the show ID is 791 67 And you're most welcome. Indeed, you are. You are most welcome to today's episode, which is done live here on TalkShoe. And we'll just uh, put again into the text chat. um, I'm doing this in presentation mode, um, so I won't be actually unmuting anybody who drops by. I will try and acknowledge them, but I won't be uh, inviting them in on audio to discuss and for background, if this is the first episode that you've caught of Never Isolated, a podcast here hosting and taught you by myself, Dave C, talking about the worldwide pandemic, mainly in particular the way it affects people in the UK. But we do check out all the different things that are happening. Well, not all of them. We try and... Uh, uh, mention uh, the things that are happening in other countries and the the wide-ranging, indeed worldwide-ranging effect this is having, uh, unprecedented in peacetime times. Although I would say uh, I have to temper that with um, a very um, European-centric viewpoint, I suppose, because. Uh, people from many parts of the world will say there's always a war going on somewhere and indeed that unfortunately is sadly very true indeed uh, and there is always disasters at some point whether that's an earthquake or a volcano or tragedies at sea are indeed things like um um environmental disasters and uh, oil spills and what have you uh, the world It's not a safe place, it's a wonderful place, it can be a wonderful place, but the range of hardships and delights that different people seem to enjoy during what can be a very brief lifetime or a very long lifetime uh, uh, just go from extreme to extreme. And there's no way, well certainly no way I as an individual can comprehend all, all that and I've got a feeling that um, my mental health would suffer very much if I tried to do so. That doesn't mean that one shouldn't, in my belief at least, uh, it's always difficult when you're saying things like this. I don't want to give out the uh, opinion that what uh, my view of the world view, as it were, is anything but my own, may be shared in common by uh, a lot of my fellow countrymen and obviously in lots of places in the world and many countries of course that don't even speak english as either their first our second our third language indeed so one is always basing one's general viewpoints from a um, a history a wealth of ethnicity uh, culture Background, uh, indeed, the age, indeed, that you were born, and just to like then, let me give some more information, since I've gone completely off topic right at the start, um, just to set. That I was born just after the Second World War, so. Um, I remember not the war, but I remember stories about the war, I remember what was called rationing uh, that followed the war, the deprivations, the, uh, the 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 rebuilding that needed to go on, and the changes, and it was only in the mid to late 1950s that UK started to prosper. We had the marvellous birth of the National Health Service in 1948, we had... Um, infrastructure bills, but we also had to um, clear out lots of all the railway lines. Uh, we had the first motorway built, the M1 in the uh, the mid 50s, late 50s, I think. And then we had all the the, the teenage, um, the whole generation's voices being heard. <clears throat> and of course, for a while, The UK became the centre of the music industry with the Rolling Stones, Beatles, the Liverpool sound, followed by the Manchester sound and and so on and so forth. So all that must play in to uh, my set of beliefs and viewpoints on what is happening. Well, dear me, that was a little bit, you know bearing of my soul somewhat. But I want to give a context because however far I feel I am outreaching what what is going on in the world, I, I know very much that is limited by my inbuilt perceptions and my ability to comprehend a life lived, I don't know, in some a nation where uh, the temperatures get up, um, you know, into the forty degrees centigrade, into the over the hundred degrees uh, centigrade in the summer, or where there are a, a month of torrential monsoons, are where you've got a chance of being swept down a giant river in a flood. Um, if you live on an island where the, the highest area above ground. Is only you know 50 feet, 70 feet, and you worry about the rising sea levels. I mean, you you could get into a site where you want to find a nice big warm uh, hole, fill it with lots of food and water, and shut the door. And and I very fully understand that. Um, and one more last thing before we do get indeed to today's. Uh, Episode, which for your benefit is episode 95, Never Isolated, titled Trying to Get Ahead for Tuesday, the 21st of July 2020. And the uh, agenda, (laughs) which I've already uh, jumped right off, the agenda was. (laughs) It seems we're now in a race, running to catch up and get ahead before winter in the northern hemisphere and a likely second wave. And I think actually it was me writing that strapline that prompted my little diatribe there, my little movement off, and also something that happened. Uh, yesterday, which, of course, was the anniversary of the first moon landing, Apollo 11, landing, uh, reminded of that by uh, a friend online, Lee, who was asking, you know, to those people who um, were alive at the time uh, and able to comprehend what was going on, their thoughts about it. And I did answer his thread in Facebook on some of my thoughts about that. So that was playing into what I've just said. And secondly, when I was writing that strap line in the northern hemisphere, yes. Uh, if you look at a globe of the world, it does seem as though you know 60 65 percent of the um, continents are in the northern um hemisphere, and then the la- one of the largest continents. In the southern hemisphere is the Antarctic, which is not really populated as a nation. In fact, it's an international uh, place, hopefully kept as a haven for for. Um, well, it's really a scientific lab, isn't it? On the on the on the atmosphere, the ozone layers, and um, ancient life and ancient levels of oxygen in the uh, in the cores that they can bring up. So all that's made me really feel that there's no way I can tackle anything but the briefest of touching on headlines. And I want to do that in 15 minutes. And I've used nearly, what, seven minutes, eight minutes of that time to to simply say, um, get on with it, David. But before we do that, let's just play in a little clip. This is never isolated a podcast here on Talk to You. and please remember we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is seven nine one zero double six seven. Okay, now just uh, check the participants list to see if anybody joined me during my little, uh, little uh, off, off, off-piste talking, and they're along. So, um, <coughs> excuse me, just let me clear my throat somewhat. Yes, so indeed, so just. Please bear in mind, if you're listening from some other country or some other, in fact, devolved uh, parliament here in the UK with Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland. And of course, I'm based, well, of course, I am based in England, in Northern England, in the Greater Manchester area. If I give a uh, what is seemed to be a, a sort of blinkered view of of. Uh, how this affects me as a, a retired person um, here in the UK, um, up to recently, mostly self-isolating, only had a couple of visits out to the family. And that's been taking place outside, outdoors in the garden with them, um, you know, seating apart, trying to avoid coming close. Um, and, and other than that, just a, a weekly shop. So I, I have tried... To do that, <clears throat> and of course, here in the UK, after much deliberation and will we, won't we, I shouldn't say a UK, in, the, in England, <clears throat> the wearing of masks will become compulsory in just a few days uh, on the 24th of July. Scotland already has that. I'm not too sure uh, when Wales and Northern Ireland bring that in. Ken already showed my limitations there. So let me go to some of the pages that I have um, already looked at. And I mentioned this each time. I do tend to reach out to the BBC online news service, bbc.co.uk. I read small extracts. And indeed, with the volume of content there, they are indeed, honestly, very small extracts. And I do so on what I deem to be um, the public need to know. By the way in the room we have a, um, a what's called the studio where we do these shows live and this will go up live it is being done live so forgive any errors that i make during the course of this 30 minutes or so i'm showing a wonderful well i think it's a badge but superimposed on our torch shoe show id badge we've got a, an image of the Queen, making her first official appointment since she herself went into lockdown at Windsor and breaking that for two things. One was for the marriage of uh, Princess Beatrice and this on the very same day, I believe, uh, Captain Tom was knighted. Captain Tom Moore was knighted. just recently himself passed one hundred years of age. And there's a lovely picture of the two of them together, slightly distance apart, and the Queen using in an enormously long sword to tap him on the shoulders. Wonderful event that and it did cheer us all up on Friday. We didn't do an episode here on Monday the 20th of July, but I did over the weekend do number 15 of our weekend lonesome quizzes. So I hope you'll have a go at that. Obviously, there are now 15 of those up on the very same feed. Uh, that's show ID zero double six seven. OK, well, what I'm going to do now, I need to take a little sip of my cup of tea. Yes, that proves it's live. So I'm just going to play in that little clip one more time while I bring up those first pages to mention. This is Never Isolated, podcast here on TalkShoot. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all word. Show ID is 791 zero double six seven. OK, and uh, to that end, I've already mentioned the date. and. Um, The the globally, the number of confirmed infections have written, risen. This is infections, not deaths. On one side, it said 14.6 million. And on the live stream, which is obviously likely to be slightly newer, it says 14.7 million. And the deaths total has now gone over 600,000. Currently, it's reading at 605,000 confirmed deaths, although the likely deaths are, I would again, this is me estimating, would likely to have already breached 1 million. um, Because in the UK, where we give the figures, and the latest figures in the UK as of uh, early yesterday were 27 new cases, always tend to be likely low on the Mondays and Tuesdays, 27 new deaths, not cases, and the total being 45,318 But again, that's not the total in the UK, even because we have another 20,000 cases where um, COVID 19 was mentioned on the death certificate. But the UK apparently is the only country that publishes figures with a much more broad um, take on attributable to coronavirus deaths. And even that is now coming under analysis because it was. realised that in the UK, if COVID-19 had um, been um, mentioned on the death subject's death within a month or more of them dying, it was still included as relating to COVID-19. But I think in Wales and Scotland, at least, uh, it was only mentioned on the death certificate if that was within the previous month. or even maybe two weeks in the early cases. So um, although that's not likely to massive increase the numbers of recorded deaths, it will slightly move those numbers up. And um, of course, we also had, just before the weekend, this worry that, um, and the Prime Minister Boris Johnson stating, that um, if we have a second wave and similar steps are not taken that were taken somewhat late some people would mention but if we didn't act again with with some sort of either local um closing down of things we could be looking at a further quarter of a million in the UK alone that's the worst case scenario if we sort of kept the you know the with the easing off that we've been doing, the easing off that's coming in now, the easing off that's coming in in, in the first of August and schools and uh, universities and uh, pubs and restaurants and all that, that went all back to some sort of normal normality. And then we could have a massive second wave. And that, of course, is why my agenda for today is it seems we are now in a race running to catch up and get ahead before winter, again, in the northern hemisphere and the likely second way. So i better very quickly get to the summary page and I'll put in the link in the room and I'll read that out. And um, this is the live page. So it's already two pages of content here. So the URL is now rather long. so here we go bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash live forward slash world dash five three eight four one nine six eight forward slash page forward slash two um, and again, if you are listening to this pack on the torture site, one of the benefits are that any documents like the show badge or any charts that I've used in the past will still be here for you to download and check. And of course, the text chat will be here as well. So more countries to bring in rules to require people to wear masks in public places. England, of course, uh, on the 24th in three days time. Who? Emergency Chief uh, Michael Ryan says evidence of an acceleration of the disease in Africa. We've not heard a lot coming out of Africa. That doesn't mean it's happening, but it's a massive, massive country. I mean, Nigeria, I think the most populous country in Africa has something like, is it 128 million in its population? The UK Chief Medical Officer Chris Whitty is to give evidence to MPs inquiry into the outbreak. On an economic front. UK police, teachers, doctors to get pay boost for vital contribution to coronavirus frontline. And in the EU, of course, they've been having their first real meeting. They've been having uh, virtual meetings up to now, but they've come together for a proper meeting. And um, they seem to be coming to a breakthrough deal on a 750 billion euro package. And to put that in perspective, for the countries, uh, 750 billion on current exchange rates is equivalent to 677 billion pounds, are coming just up to under $860 billion. So a massive package. Uh, Some of the countries are loath to do that. Uh, They want a a more, in actual fact, some of the um, Scandinavian countries wanted it to be a loan rather than than a uh, an aid package, as it were. So let me read a little bit of that because, um, um, yeah, EU leaders have reached a breakthrough deal for a huge recovery fund to help member states deal with the economic fallout and pandemic. Remember, UK is easing out, and um, our final day is thirty first of December this year. And Boris Johnson has said we will leave with or without a deal and of course although all the time during this pandemic uh, talks and collaborations have been going on to work out this issue about uh, borders and so on and um, the, the the movement of goods uh, between Europe uh, Ireland and the uh, UK itself uh, of course Ireland separate to Northern Ireland Scotland England and Wales um that, that there is no agreement fully uh, endorsed by both sides yet agreed anyway um after what was supposed to be a two-day summit pushed deep into a fourth night leaders agreed on this 750 billion worth of oh it's grants as it's a mixture of grants and loans um so there's an awful lot about that for if you want to read that and we've got some news on the um the vaccines now there was a big big news item that broke just at the beginning of the weekend about um the the research being done on uh, all these um vaccines and some concern that um hacking was going on international hacking was going on uh, to find out um ha- how um different countries were were proceeding with their vaccine. Uh, I won't name uh, names, but there's an awful lot you can read on a uh, finger fingers pointed at one particular country trying to uh, steal those secrets. And I made a comment on Friday that, um, I mean, it, very, it does seem very bad that international countries are doing that. On the other hand, One hopes any vaccine that does get developed, in some manner, information or at least the vaccine is shared, even if the actual formulation isn't shared. Because you can't treat one country with a vaccine Uh, that is just putting your finger in the dike, uh, to use an old metaphor. Um, It must be something that needs to be. uh, It's happening worldwide, so it has to be treated worldwide. So. Oxford vaccine, vaccine latest uh, to show promise, um, and there is a, um, a vaccine um, um, testing going on. A coronavirus vaccine developed by the University of Oxford appears safe and does trigger an immune response, so there's going to be an awful lot about that. Uh, these latest figures for uh, Australia, and um, forgive me, I'm going to just jump past those, but um, as we know, uh, Victoria, State of Victoria and Melbourne, the capital, as having the biggest concern there with um, another 374 infections, three more people have died taking Australia's toll, uh, 126 up to about 12,000 in total. Uh, Europe um, is all sorts of different stages happening in Europe because Italy and, and Spain were among the two countries that seem to hit their peak um, uh, much earlier on than others. Who warns of them? Um, and this was posted <clears throat> as it's um, coming up to Excuse me, half eleven in the morning here in the UK about six hours ago. It was posted um, just after the live feed went um, live. (laughs) Who warns over African escalation? And and of course, America, there seems to be major, major things happening in America in terms of the politicizing. Is that the right word of the wearing of masks and that unfortunately may be costing lives because there are some people seeing it as a breach of their civil rights being forced to go down that path. And of course, uh, although uh, Donald Trump has been seen wearing a mask, he's refused to make it mandatory to do so. And now the US has more than 7, sorry, 3.7 million infections and 14 and a half thousand deaths have been linked to um, covid and 19. um i'm sure their, their their deaths have been a lot more than that but it's um that's what it says here in this and i'm just going to move through the pages um oxford trials begin to begin in india soon so that is um Further breaking news, as I just check my uh, room, nobody popped in. I don't want to ignore that happening, you see. Um, ladies from the UK, almost um, 900,000 public workers, as I mentioned, um, that's the different uh, police, teachers, doctors are to get a pay boost. And... Um, um, And this is an above inflation rise. So that gives further information on that. And um, there's also thoughts about this going forward. And I mentioned this race. There could be more than three and a half thousand avoidable counter deaths in England in the next five years as a result of disruptions caused by routine uh, bringing forward of people because of the pandemic. In Latin America, Brazil ministers to test, posit- uh, test positive. Uh, there's some awful uh, images of mass graves there. Um, in Colombia, President Ivan Duque is it D U Q U E said the country's most challenging moments of pandemic were yet to come in a speech on Independence Day. Colombia confirms cases top two hundred thousand on Monday. Um, so. You know, it's like putting out a, a a wildfire, a bushfire. As soon as you flap down it in one area, it's flaring up in others. And in many cases, for each one you flap down, there are another five or ten raising updates. Um, epic coronavirus journeys home. With flights grounding in borders closed, some have embarked on epic voyages to get home during corona pandemic. Uh, here I take a look at such, four such journeys. One person a 1,000 miles on horse, horseback. Someone else 3,200 kilometres on a bicycle. S- one sailing 6,500 kilometres car- from the Caribbean to Europe. And 11,000 kilometers sailing from Portugal to Argentina. So, those are background stories of amazing things that are happening. Um, and w- w- right, uh, it says here mentioned about the face mask police will not patrol shops to enforce face covering rules. Um, police in England will not be patrolling shops to ensure people wear face coverings, uh, the policing minister said, in response to concerns that some forces that they do not have the capacity to police the wearing of face masks. Um, Kit Malthouse said the first instance of the public would be encouraged to comply with the rules, but if they resisted or refused to leave the premises, police could be called. And I mentioned there would be a £100 fine if paid within 14 days, that would drop to um, um, 50 pounds. And then there's a whole new section here on the EU deal, what the papers will say. Um, and the EU is still alive for a change, and that's good news. There's Germany's uh, Spiegel, that's the paper, respond, uh, correspondent Roland Negels, is it? Uh, N-E-L-L-E-S, capturing a general relief expressed by many in response to the agreement, the EU recovery plan, which is hailed uh, by many dailies as unprecedented and historic. Getting the 28 countries, well, 27 with UK now leaving, to agree on things is is a monumental task. And um, there's... um, Lots more UK deaths six below percent below expected uh, levels. This is that uh, very uh, likable Robert Cuff, BBC head of statistics, even though he comes on with (laughs) her. Endless things to say. Um, Just an hour ago, posted here on the breaking news, just under 10,000 deaths were registered in the UK during the week of July 10th, according to the figures raised by the Office of National Statistics. That's about 600 or 6% below the average for that week in the preceding five years. Some of the very elderly are vulnerable people who have died during the pandemic might have died this summer had they not been infected. According to the ONS, these deaths occurring earlier than expected could contribute to a period of deaths below the five-year average. I think I touched on that on Friday, that th- those deaths are maybe because the most vulnerable have, unfortunately already sadly passed away and I'm going to drop away from that page now because it's updating and I just can't keep up with it. So I'm going to read some very quick headlines as we're already almost out of time Um, because of course there's cost and financial implications as well. Um, UK quarterly borrowing hits records high. This was 13 minutes ago. The URL is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash business dash five three four eight two eight five nine and if you missed that uh, and I'm not going to read anything from it just scroll back the audio two hours ago on the business section again I'll put the link in and read it and just give the headline please go and check out the site itself a uh, coronavirus above inflation pay rise for those 900,000 public sector workers. Health workers not included in that. Um, care workers, I think. But uh, hopefully there will be a separate package for them. bbc.co.uk. That's me thinking, by the way. That's not what it states. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash business dash for, and there's a lot of information. Nurses are not included in the announcement because they negotiated a separate three-year deal in 2018. Uh, In the business section also, one more link here, and might try and briefly cut it down at that, but we'll, we'll very quickly go through these coronavirus how the financial shockwave is affecting jobs and money by kevin preachy the personal financial reporter now this does date back to the 17th of july but i think it's been updated uh since then bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash business dash five double three eight seven six four seven and there's an awful lot of information there um the outbreak has sent shock rates through finances of millions of people in the UK. The effect has not been universal, nor has it been equal. Your age, your job, where you live, and the pre-virus state of your finances all make a difference to how well you could have coped. Um, there's, um, and I'm just quickly going these. And... Um, now, I'm going to talk a little bit tomorrow, I think, about the deaths. But uh, there's some, um, if you put in Google and you want to know a little bit more, but if you put in the, the Google search UK deaths coronavirus, it's likely to bring, oh, sorry, not my headset there, to the coronavirus United uh, Disease Daily Change figures, which um, showing uh, the total of confirmed cases in the UK as getting near to 295,000 deaths, 45,318, and the daily death toll up by 27. But later today, although they're not giving these as an official announcement, it seems each day, as they used to do with the daily briefings, that figure is likely to be more, one would imagine, than the 27, hope not. So we could be going towards 45,400, could be going towards 45,400, but hopefully not. Well, I'm going to have to bring us to a close there because of time. Sorry for my little uh, off-track uh, eight minutes at the beginning there, but I wanted to just try and give where a place where I was coming from And realise that in any um, podcast list, there's bound to be an inbuilt bias from your own life experiences, age and uh, position economically and so on. Okay, let me let my pre-recorded voice play us out. Thank you for listening to Never Isolated, show ID 791-0667, hosted here on TalkShoot. Bye for now.